Welcome to this God-inspired message from Shofar Christian Church. Enjoy today's message. May you experience the presence of our Father and may you grow deeper in your relationship with Him. Hi everybody. Welcome to our digital service. It's such a privilege to share the word today. And thank you for joining us. Um, as we start, let's just commit this time to the Lord. Father, we're so thankful for your presence today. We're so thankful, Lord, for the, the new and living way that you've made for us. The opportunity that you've created for us, Lord, to know you, Lord, and to know you more through your word. So in the name of Jesus, we commit this time to you, Lord. I pray, God, that in every place where this message is being watched, that you would minister to every heart. Thank you, Lord, that you know each one so intimately. Thank you that you know our hearts better than we know ourselves, Lord. You know our desires, you know our concerns, you know our anxieties and our, our fears and our in our dreams, Lord, and I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would minister to every single person that listens to this message in a very specific way. Thank you, Lord, that we can yield our hearts to you. We open our hearts to you. We ask, Lord, that you would minister to each one your peace, your presence, your word in a way that will transform us to be more like Jesus. In a way, Lord, that will leave each one of us changed today. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for your presence. We thank you for your word. In Jesus' name, amen. It's a privilege to share the word. I'm going to start by reading from a scripture that is well known. And uh, it's a little bit lengthy, so please bear with me. And, uh, but uh, we're going to read through it, and then we're going to unpack it a little bit at the end. All right. John chapter 15. From verse 1, I am the true grapevine, and my Father is the gardener. This is Jesus speaking. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit, and He prunes the branches that do bear fruit, so that they will produce even more. You have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burnt. But if you remain in me and my, reward, my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my Father. I've loved you even as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love, just as I obey my Father's commandments and remain in His love. I have told you these things so that you may be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. This is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. 
There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friend if you do what I command. I no longer call you slaves because a master does not confide, doesn't confide in his slaves. Now you are my friends. Since I have told you everything the Father told me, you didn't choose me. I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit. So that the Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. This is my command. Love each other. This is from the New Living Translation. I'm going to be focusing more on the, the first little bit there. And I trust that's going to be a blessing to all of us. Now, firstly, we see here Jesus explaining that, that He is the vine, the true vine. In other words, there may be counterfeit ones. There may be other things that we are you know, trying to get grafted into, trying to get growth out of, or trying to uh, be fulfilled in. But He says He is the true vine. And then He says God is the vine dresser. God is the farmer. God is the one who tends the vine. Now, if you've, um, if you've ever seen a, a grapevine grow, and the way they, they grow these things is that there's a vine that is rooted in the ground very firmly. It actually is quite thick, that, that bottom part, is the vine, um, the one that's rooted is thick. And then sometimes they, they, they prune it in a way, they, they lead it in a way that the vine is quite thick, and then it branches out to, to two sides. It has two arms. And that is the vine. It's a thick piece of wood after a bunch of years. It's very strong and it's very durable. And that is Jesus. And that is the part through which all the sustenance comes. And out of that part is where the branches grow out of. Those are the thinner bits that grow out from this thick vine. And then those branches bear fruit. Now what happens is... Um, those branches cannot grow on them by themselves. They cannot grow unless they are in the vine, unless they receive the sustenance, the nourishment that they need to grow and to bear fruit. So they will need to be in the vine. They need to be firmly grafted into the vine. So that's number one. And, and the second thing which is absolutely crucial is this pruning that we've read about. Now, in the, in, the, in the season that we've been through now, that we're kind of still in, although it's in a similar way that the season is changing around us, and it's spring now, it almost feels like summer already. In a similar way, I really believe that God has brought us into a season of new growth and a season of a new fruit. But for that to happen, there's had to be some pruning, some cutting back. And we see that so powerfully in, in, in agriculture, and specifically when you come to, to, those, to the grapevine we've been talking about, is when those branches are pruned, it's, it's uncomfortable, it's, it's challenging, and it, it feels overwhelming. It feels almost devastating sometimes because there seems to be nothing left. And if you go look at it, when, when those branches are pruned, they are pruned in such a way that it looks like they've cut off everything. In fact, it only it looks like only that that vine is left. That there's only these little bits sticking out where the branches were, where those little growth points are. It seems like everything has been cut away. But that's a, that's a, that's the powerful thing is that the vine dresser knows exactly 
what He's doing. And for us as a church family, but may also for us as individuals, if you've experienced a, a cutting away, if you've experienced an uncomfortable season or a, pre, a season that has been pressing you from every side, know that as, as we are grafted in the vine, as we remain in Christ, and we allow the vine dresser to, to cut and to prune and to shape and to direct, then we are in safe hands. And although it feels uncomfortable, although it feels overwhelming, although it sometimes even feels traumatic to us in a certain way, you and I need to stay grafted in the vine. You know the powerful thing about a new season after the pruning? Is that new growth, that bud that comes out and that new branch that starts to grow and the, new growth that comes, the vine dresser directs that growth exactly where it needs to be. He directs that branch to exactly the right place for it to, to achieve what he wants it to achieve. He directs that growth of that branch, he leads it, on, you know, he supports it if, it if necessary, and he leads that new growth very specifically, with care and attention and love and nourishment, he leads it to exactly the place for it to, to bear optimal fruit. In our context, when we stay grafted in the vine, when we allow the vine dresser, when we allow the Father to do his work of pruning in us, when we yield our hearts to him, he's able to, to direct us and to into the exact place where His purpose is for us. And as a church family, He directs us into exact place where we need to be to bear fruit that will bring glory to His name. I want to encourage you today, I want to encourage you that even in the place where it feels so uncomfortable, where it's even traumatic, stay grafted in the vine. Know that you are in good hands. Know that the vine dresser knows what's best for you. Knows what's, what he has in store for you. He knows what plans he has for you. For us as a church family, he knows what, um, where he wants us to go. He knows the direction he wants us to go. And he knows the fruit that he has prepared for us. And he's going to direct us so specifically that we need to stay grafted in there. So let's look at a couple of things that, that uh, we need to keep in mind as we allow God to specifically direct us as individuals, but very specifically for us, for, or even for us as a church family. You know, often we're so individualistic in the way we serve Christ, but Christ talks about His bride. He talks about the church as a collective. He doesn't talk about individuals. He's not coming back for a big harem of brides, he's coming back for one bride and for us as individuals being part of that collective, that body of Christ. So let's look at a couple of keys around us being grafted in the vine. Firstly, for us to be stay grafted in the vines, we need to stay rooted in Christ. One of the things that we're focusing on at the moment is prayer. We, we're gathering regularly on Mondays. So we're so thankful that we are able to gather in person again. We're gathering regularly on Monday evenings, 6.30, to pray, to seek God's face. And I want to really encourage you to, 
to join with us. And even if you're not able to join in person, join us on Zoom. But we are seeking the face of God. We are trusting and we are staying grafted and rooted in Christ in a way that we are, want to allow and we want to invite and we want to pursue the, the vine dress and we would ask the Father to direct this new growth exactly into the direction that He needs it to go so that we may bear lasting fruit that will bring glory to His name. Amen. So join us there. So in our prayer life, in our prayer as, as individuals, in our prayer time as, 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 a, as a body together, with our personal devotions, I want to encourage you, stay grafted. Stay rooted in Christ. Secondly, in our identity in Christ, you know, it's stay grafted in that place where you know you are rooted in Him. You are rooted and grounded in Him. You know, we tend we tend to um, there are, we tend to find our, try and find our fulfillment in so many other things, but we often try to find our fulfillment in. The creation, the made the blessings that God has created for us, instead of finding our fulfillment in the Creator. You know, we were designed to find our fulfillment in our sustenance, in our encouragement, mainly in Christ, mainly in the Creator. Yes, the creation is meant to be a blessing, and yes, we we meant to enjoy the creation, but more like a, a, a treat now and again. The Creator, God Himself, He is the, the, the main meal, He is the sustenance, He is the fulfillment that we need. The creation is a treat now and again, the creation is for us to enjoy. Maybe like a pudding or a dessert, but, a, but Christ Himself, God is the one in which we find our true fulfillment, in which we find our identity, in which we find our, our purpose. Amen. Secondly, stay rooted in the Word. Stay rooted in Scripture. Immerse yourself in Scripture. Now, you know, I've been having such great conversations with Abigail, our eldest, around this. Uh, she just turned nine. She loves reading so much. We're, so, we're delighted that she loves reading. Uh, but she loves it now to such an extent that I've, 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 I see it now. I need to help her to, to, to manage her diet. So I've been chatting to her about, you know, what feeds her spirit? What feeds her soul? You know, how do we make sure that our spirits are strong? We've been talking about saying, okay, if you if you read a book a day, because that's kind of the rate she's going at the moment. I've been, I've been, I've been trying. I've, you know, we've been spending time together saying, okay, but how can we make sure that your spirit remains fed? How do we? Yes, we read together as a family. But even in your, in your personal time, I've been encouraging Abigail to make sure that she, she spends time in the Word on her own, that her spirit is strengthened, that she's built up in her faith. In a similar way, I want to encourage you, don't underestimate the power of the living Word in your life. Don't underestimate the time you spend listening to the audio Bible in your car or the time you spend you know, early in the morning or... Whatever time is best for you, but in the time that you set aside to immerse yourself in the living word, you cannot underestimate the power of that in, in strengthening your spirit and providing the sustenance that you need, that you and I need to flourish and to bear fruit, to, to flourish, to grow, to flourish in what God has called us to do. 
Ben, stay connected in fellowship. You know, it's been a tough couple of months because for a long time we weren't able to fellowship in person. But we are so grateful that we are now able to. And I want to encourage you to embrace that opportunity. Let's meet in our small groups. Let's grab a hold of that opportunity to fellowship with one another. You know, as I was preparing and I was praying through this, I, 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 the Lord showed me the picture of, you know, a, a grapevine. I don't know if you've seen this, but they've got these little tendrils, these little bits that grow out of the branch that kind of hang onto stuff that, that anchors the branch. And I believe our fellowship with one another is, is, plays such an important role for us to be anchored onto the purpose that God has called us to. to and for us to be anchored onto, on that root where the Father directs us. And I saw this picture that, that you and I need to stay connected in fellowship to, to be encouraged, to encourage one another, to support one another, but also to keep one another accountable to what God has called us to. That those connections, those partnerships is what keeps us connected, keeps us, helps us to stay strong on that path that the vine dresser, that the Father is directing us on. I want to read for us a scripture on that. From Hebrews chapter 10, from verse 23. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without, waver without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not, not neglecting to meet together as it is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Let's not neglect that meeting together now that we are able to. Not only in small group context, but in, in different contexts, you know, as friends, as families, as friends gathering together. Let us gather together. Let's encourage one another. Let's pray together. And let's keep us, keep one another solid and strong on the path that God is directing us in as a body, as a church family. But finally, stay connected to the Holy Spirit. God has given us of Himself. He's given us the same Spirit that rose Jesus from the dead. He's that same power that rose Christ from the dead is in us and through us. Do not underestimate that. Make sure you stay connected with the Holy Spirit. I've, I've recently just, again, encouraged, you know, I've just been challenged to, to grow in my personal time of prayer in the Spirit, praying in the Spirit, in the car, whenever... Just again, you know, wanting to grow in that discipline of, of, of strengthening my faith by praying in the Spirit. I want to encourage you to do that. You know, I was, we were reading through chapter 2 of Acts last week just for the prayer time. And I was again so encouraged that God has given us the power of the Holy Spirit as a gift. He's given us the gift of the Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit. To be witnesses, to empower us to do the work that He has prepared for us, to empower us to take His message, to empower us to do His will. And I want to challenge us, and I was, I was challenged by something that Daniel Kalenda said recently that I, that, I, that I heard, that he said that the reason why you know, God gives the gift of the Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit, He gives it not as a reward at the end of the race, He gives the power and the gifts of the Spirit at the beginning of the race. Because we need that power to run the race. Amen? The, the gifts and the, 
power of the Holy Spirit is not a reward that we get for good work, for faithfulness at the end. No, the power, the empowerment of the Holy Spirit He gives to us right at the beginning so that we have the power that we need to run the race. Amen. So embrace that in, in you know, in, Trust God for more of the Holy Spirit, to be freshly filled with the power of the Spirit. Pray with your small group to receive more of the power of the Spirit, because we need that to run the race. There's a difference between the fruit of the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit. Now God gives us the gifts for free. It's a gift from His Him, um, and He knows that none of us can deserve that or work hard for that to earn that. It's a free gift. That he gives to us. He knows we need that power. We need that power of the Spirit to, to run the race. The fruit on the other hand, which we were talking about earlier, the fruit that we bear that brings glory to God, that takes time. And I want to encourage you, if you're a young believer, don't get discouraged. Hang in there. You know, many times in, in agriculture we see when you, a fruit tree is planted, sometimes it takes two or three years before any fruit is visible. Hang in there. Don't get discouraged. Hang in there. Graft yourself into the vine. Stay rooted in Christ and the, the the work that He's doing. That's invisible, you know, in the roots and in the in the growth and the in the branch. That's sometimes not visible, but hang in there and stay grafted in the vine, and those good fruit will come that will bring glory to the Father. I want to challenge us today that we. As, a, as a believers, as individuals, but also as a body of Christ, we have received this power of the Spirit to be witnesses, to, to, to be His hands and feet out there. So I want to encourage you to pursue that intimacy with the Holy Spirit on a daily basis. It's such a blessing. And I, I'm so encouraged by my, my son David, who is just setting out on that journey and pursuing the, the Holy Spirit. And it's such a blessing for me to encourage him in that, to say, Keep praying in the Spirit. Keep, keep growing bolder in the Spirit. Um, and I'm, I, you know what I've noticed? I noticed that his discernment has changed. He discerns things differently than before he received the Holy Spirit. And I trust the same for each one of us, that we will grow in those gifts. Amen? Finally, I want to ask if, if you are not yet grafted in the vine, if you are not yet rooted in Christ, maybe you find yourself pursuing Him in a way, but, but you're not experiencing that place of intimacy. I want to encourage you that through the blood of Jesus, God, the vine dresser, He has opened the way for you and I to be rooted in Christ. He has opened the way for you and I to be established in Christ in a way that a very life that we have comes from Him. Any growth that we have comes from Him. Any blessing that we have comes from Him. I want to, I believe that today, God is inviting you to be rooted in Christ, to be grafted into the vine, to come from, to come into a place of real relationship with the Father through the blood of Jesus. He has paid the price on the cross, taking our sin upon Himself, taking our shame and our guilt upon Himself, so that you and I can have that relationship with the Father, so that you and I can be grafted into the vine, so that we can bear fruit that will bring glory to His name. Amen. Let's pray together this morning. Lord, we so thankful for your word. And I thank you, God, that you minister to every heart right now. And I pray specifically now for each one that is not yet grafted into the vine. Lord, we, 
We bring our hearts before you in the name of Jesus. We repent of our sin in the name of Jesus. And we ask, Lord, that you would graft us into the vine. We acknowledge that Jesus Christ is our, is our Lord and Savior. Lord, we proclaim, yes, Lord, that you've, you've rose, you've, um, that Jesus has died for our sin. And Lord, that you've, rose, that you've risen him from the dead. And that he's alive and that he's our King, our Savior. And we confess, Lord, that, that you are our Lord and Savior, that you are our Father. And, and thank you, Lord, for the gift of eternal life through the blood of Jesus. Thank you that you forgive us our sin. And thank you, Lord, that we are able to turn around 180 degrees away from our old life, away from our sin, away from the law of sin and death. Thank you, Lord, for the law of life in the Spirit. And thank you, Lord, that, that you have saved us from the pit of hell and you have brought us into life where we can enjoy eternity together with you. And for every one of us, thank you, Lord, that you are the vine dresser and we yield to you in this season of new growth. We yield to you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that we can stay grafted in the vine, in Christ. And we ask, Lord, come and as the vine dresser, come and shape us, come and point us as we grow into the right direction, Lord. For those that are discouraged from a season of pruning, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for new hope in every heart. I thank you for trust in you, knowing that you have our very best interests at heart, Lord. You know what's best for us, Lord, in the, in, for the sake of your name. And we ask, Lord, direct us in a way that will bring glory to your name, so that we may, we may bear fruit that lasts and fruit that brings glory to you, God. Let your kingdom come, Lord, in and through our lives. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for your time this morning. I want to encourage you. If, you've, if you have a need for somebody to pray with you. Or if you'd like to connect with us. Or if you need just somebody to pray with you. Or chat. There's, a, there's going to be a, 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 a link in the description of the video. Please use that link to connect with us. And if you're not yet in a small group. Please connect with us as well. We'd love to connect with you, connect you into a group where you're able to receive that encouragement, that fellowship, that it will, will help us to all grow together. Amen. Thanks so much for your time. God bless you. We hope to see you on we uh, prayer on Monday evening. And even if you're able to join our Sunday evening services, which we have live, please join us there as well. Um, check out the website and our link tree for more details. But I trust to see you soon. God bless you. Thanks for listening to this message from Shofar Christian Church. We believe that you enjoyed your time with us, establishing God's kingdom and His glory in your life. For more info, call us on 012-362-1363. Email us, pretoria at shofaronline.org. Browse our website, www.shofaronline.org. Or like us on facebook.com forward slash shofarpretoria.